Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. This message is chapter 4, verse 14 through 30, Heal Thyself. Now, I've been seriously considering hiring a moving truck to take a comfortable chair down to the doctor's office so that I can have a private room where I can sit because I spend a lot of time at the doctor's office. Having six kids seems like it's my second home. In fact, they joke with me every time I go in there. It's like, man, you live here. Like, yeah, I think I'm there more than most of the employees that work there. Just sitting with the kids. And, and of course, you know, I always do the triage beforehand, you know. It's a little bent, but I don't think it's broken. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it looks like you're, you're going to be okay, you know. Yeah, that's, you know, you got a little bit of a fever, but one or two is not bad. You know, let's just wait a little while. Because if, if I didn't, you know, do the triage beforehand, then I probably would never get out of the doctor's office. Well, you know, sometimes I get to the doctor's office and, and the kids looked at, and this is why I'm so skeptical about it, because I'm going to waste two hours of my day being down there. And I get to the doctor's office and they look at the kid and they say, oh, you know, that that's a bruise. It will heal. Or or that's a cold. You'll get over it. Or, or that was stupid, but you'll get smarter. You know, those things are usually what they say 50% of the time when I go to the doctor's office. So I'm a little bit reticent to go down there. Well, one day, my just probably about a month ago, I guess it is now, my my second oldest son comes to me and and there's, you know, blood pouring from his ear. And, and I, you know, I looked at it and, and considered it. And he's like, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm like... All right, I guess that's worthy of going to the doctor. So I load him up and we drive to the doctor and it was Sunday, so they were closed. They didn't used to be closed on Sunday, but now they are. And so I was like, okay, well, do you want to go to the emergency room? Well, to him, two hours of the day was fine, but four hours was not. And he's like, no, let's just go in the morning. And so we get up in the morning, blood on his pillow, blood still coming out of his ear. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. And we get to the doctor and she looks in there and she's like, I can see his hammer bone. He, his ear is 85% perforated. It's no good. You know, he's, it's bad news. And, and then she starts to draw pictures of how the surgery is going to go and how they're going to take skin from the back of his ear. And she's describing this entire thing. And I'm just like, oh, and maybe his football se- season's ruined and maybe, you know, this. And then she said the words, no swimming whatsoever. No swimming. You cannot, even in the shower, do not get water in this ear. He didn't hear that, I think, but for some reason. And so we get home and I, you know, just kind of a matter of course, this is serious stuff. I call the kids, call Shannon in. Let's lay hands on this kid and pray for him. So we all lay hands on him, pray the Lord would heal him. We go on vacation. We're getting ready to go on vacation in Arizona. We, you know, swimming. That's pretty much all we're going to do. So we get, we actually get to Grace, Idaho to see my wife's father and he has a ditch out back and Jaron comes back and his, his hair's wet. And I'm like, why is your hair wet? You know, did you get water in your ear? Well, it was, it was the other boys. <laughs> they did it to me. <laughs> like, oh, great. I was like, dude, do you realize how serious this is? He's like, I think I'm healed. My, it does, I have no pain in my ear at all. 
I'm like, well, maybe so, but still, you got got to keep water to your. Well, the rest of the vacation, that's like, you know, keeping a duck off water or the water off duck, a duck. You know, he's just always in the water, and so, like, you know, what do I do with this kid? Anyway, 22 days later, we go back to our follow-up appointment, and the student doctor comes in. He's looking in his ear, and he's and he looks at the chart. Says 85% gone. You know, looks in his ear. He's like. Well, I see a little scratch, maybe some, maybe a little bit of blood. I'm not real sure. And he says, do you want to look? And I look in there and it's pristine. Like there's no scar tissue. There's nothing. It's just like perfect. And I was like, wow, praise God. Well, I waited for the doctor to come in because the doctor knows who I am. So the doctor comes in and he's looking in there and he's like, yeah, this couldn't have ever been ruptured. There's no way. And I said, well, we prayed. And the, the student doctor just looks at me. It's like glares at me, like stares me down for like 30 seconds straight. Like, what did you say? You know, and, and the doctor looks in there. He's like, oh, she must have made a mistake. I was like, well, there was blood pouring from his ear. I don't know if she made a mistake or not, but I do know that we prayed, you know, it's pretty cool. And, and then uh, just last week, my wife took him back to the doctor and for some other thing, or actually, no, he was still having ear pressure or whatever. A PA came in, she's looking at him and She's like, yeah, his ear looks fine. It didn't rupture again, but it looks fine. It looks like everything's good. It's probably just pressure from the inside. And she says it's possible that's what it ca- caused the rupture before. She said, you know, there's quite a controversy and stir within this doctor's office about this whole thing, which is awesome. But we prayed. And, and my wife said, well, we prayed in Jesus' name that it would be healed. So, you know, <laughs> take, stick that in your pipe. But I don't know. But it just it's just so cool. You know, I mean, of course, that's the way the world looks at things. But there are our ways and our plans, and we, we do, it's fine. We try to do what we know to do day by day. But then there's God's ways and God's plans, isn't there? And, and there's God's way of doing things. And, and I think that one of the mistakes that we can make easily in our life is that we just go along with our ways and our plans and do what we know to do and not stop and say, okay, God, what do you want to do? Right? What do you want to do in this situation? In our text today, we're going to see a group of people who've been praying for healing healing to come spiritually, socially, economically, politically, and even physically for some. They've been praying for a long time for the Messiah to come, for the Messiah to come and redeem them and and to deliver them from their situation. And yet when Jesus the Messiah comes, they're they're excited, but they quickly learn, ah, this isn't really what we expected. This isn't really what we were looking for. And that's what we're going to see in our text today. If you'll stand with me. Just giving honor to God's word. Luke chapter 1, verse, or excuse me, Luke chapter 4, verse 14, the word of the Lord says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? 
Then he said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we, you, whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. But none of them was Elijah sent, except to Zarephath, to the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman, the Syrian. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up to thrust him out of the city and led him to the brow of a hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. And Father, we thank you for this passage, and we ask, Lord, that you would just open our hearts and our minds, that you would speak to us, Lord, about these things, pertaining to our own lives, pertaining to our own fellowship, Lord. I pray that we would just see you, Jesus, and understand what your will is, Lord, for our lives personally. Speak prophetically into our hearts, Lord. Lord, open our hearts to to receive what your Spirit is saying. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So just to kind of catch us up to where we are, and of course I can't really do a, a justice of everything we've covered so far, but Luke is, is an interesting book. You know, Luke is the only book that is not really an eyewitness account. When you think of Matthew and John, those of course were apostles of Jesus, and they wrote based on their own experiences with Jesus and the things that they knew of Jesus. And then, of course, Mark was written as Peter's account. Mark was Peter's companion and wrote Peter's account of the gospel. Some people have controversy about the end of Mark. I think it's my personal opinion that that Peter wrote that part himself because it's clunky and ugly Greek where the rest of it's more beautiful. And so I think that that's the, the, the solution to that. But you have Luke, who's very different. He wrote much later than the others. And as he wrote, he wrote as someone who was not an eyewitness to any of it, but interviewed eyewitnesses and, and collected manuscripts and compiled his gospel, writing it to a man named Theophilus. Now, Luke, of course, starts earlier than any of the other gospels. He starts at John the Baptist, and six months before John was even born, or nine months before John was even born, six months before Jesus was even conceived, Zacharias, of course, meets the angel Gabriel. And that's where Luke starts his gospel, this this prophecy over the forerunner of Jesus. And then you have this kind of tension between Jesus and John and their parallel stories. Very interesting to study out as you you look at those things. But it culminates in Jesus's baptism. And of course, this is the beginning of Jesus's public ministry. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.